Okay, welcome to day two, day two, episode two of Path of the Network Marketer. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, I am recording this uh, consecutive days, I'm, I, and you know, not so much that it's it's probably not going to be released for another week or so. Um, but I wanted to go ahead and start getting into the habit of recording on the regular basis, um, if not consecutive days, uh, to go ahead and and have material, have content banked. Uh, so that I can get ahead of the game. Banking content is something I'll talk further about in future episodes, but it's a strategy. Well, it's a it's a tactic uh, that I started employing with my YouTube so that I don't have to be, you know, uh, last minute and, and pressed to record a video and upload a video. Um, so I, I like I love staying ahead of the game and I, I like having having content banked so that in case there are days where I can't actually record uh, days like traveling and, and which I, I'm doing more of now um, uh, or just times when I want to want some time off or a day off, um, uh, you know, I'll, I'll have I'll have material to be able to continue to publish and release episodes. Anyways, that's neither here nor there. I will talk more about banking in a future episode. Um, today I wanted to really uh, just get into giving you guys an introduction as to who I am in, in the context of my network marketing career and what, uh, the things that have kind of led me down this, this path. Um, I never even it remotely, uh, would have imagined back when I was, you know, in high school or, you know, even middle school, back when I was a kid, um, I would never have remotely imagined that I would be in this profession, primarily because I had no idea this profession even existed, right? I, I didn't know it was a thing that that people could do for their livelihoods, right? Um, I had heard of new skin in my household, like my um, my household did get involved. My aunts actually got involved with new skin, and uh, I, you know, I was familiar with that company. Um, from a product standpoint, and I just kind of vaguely remember um, just in the background hearing news pieces and, and exposés, you know, you know how it was in the 80s, everything was a expose, um, uh, an expose about new skin being a pyramid scheme. Um, but that, you know, that stuff doesn't register. Um, and well, at least for me, it didn't. I wasn't thinking about, you know, uh, side businesses and side hustles and, uh, you know, income, I- income producing opportunities. Right. Right. I was thinking about playing with my Star Wars figures and and having a good time. Um, you know, as I got into my teenage years, I started playing music um, and really getting into music. I had always been into music. I was I, 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 I don't know as far as back I, as far as as far back, excuse me, I'm stuttering, as far back as I could remember, I, I love to sing. And so music was just like kind of where my head was at. And so as I got into my teenage years, I got, I started playing in a band, continue to sing in school. And really that's where, that's where my trajectory, at least for me, that's where I saw my, my life trajectory going, right? In, in the, uh, in the creative arts, in music, in performance and in acting. I was actually got into, um, into doing plays and, and musical theater in high school. And I loved, I really fell in love with acting towards the end of my high school, uh, my high school term. So I wanted to continue that track, right? Like I was like, I, I felt like I had found, you know, a, a field and a passion that, that really aligned with where I was in my life really aligned with who I felt I was at that time in my life. And so I wanted to pursue that. 
However, <laughs> however, um, the uh, the the powers that be in my household uh, definitely thought otherwise, um, and uh, you know, like I I'm still kind of at odds with with how I grew up. <laughs> well, not how I grew up, but but how well the principles, um, if there were any, um, with which I was raised. Uh, there was no room for any kind of conversation in terms of me pursuing the arts. There was there was none at all. Um, I, I had actually gotten into a pretty well-known and, and good art school here in North Carolina. It was a, um, it's a, uh, a state school at, at that. Um, and, and I was going to, you know, I was going to go study music. I was going to audition for the, for the music program and, and the, uh, um, the vocal, uh, program, vocal performance program. And that completely got shut down. Like I, I, like it wasn't even a consideration because I gotten into the bigger state school, North Carolina state, more prestigious, right? Like instead of going to a smaller state school, go to the, one of the biggest state schools that we have in, in, the, in the entire state. Even if it does, even even if it meant not pursuing, you know, the things that I wanted to pursue, or, or not not studying the things I wanted to study, go to a bigger school so that you can learn a trade. Basically, is how I felt uh, about college, and and I still feel about college this way. I think largely, um, people go to college, or or the the notion, at least for my generation, I won't speak for the current generation, but for my generation, I think people. Um, I think we saw college as a place to learn how to do a career. So, you know, it's just a glorified trade school in my, in my view. Um, um, you know, it, it was, it was called uh, higher education, but it was really getting you ready to do a job, right? Like that's, that's, that's how I equated it to, um, because I wasn't, yeah, I, 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 that's not where my head was at, right? Like I didn't want to just pick a major, uh, so that I could have a, a career in doing something that I didn't even want to do, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so that kind of led me on this on this trajectory of like, man, just frustrated with with my circumstances. Even more frustrated, I should say, because I, I was very frustrated growing up uh, again in the situation that I grew up in. Um, I'm not going to get into that because I, I, yeah, yeah, that's neither here nor there at this point. So, so frustration abounds in my life, um, especially through college um because i was yeah it wasn't the most it wasn't necessarily the most um conducive to the uh, the notion or the idea that i i had for myself um luckily uh, you know with the help of my older sister i found um she was really just a guiding light for me at that point in my life she she helped me find a program at north carolina state which i am so grateful for um and i'm grateful for this program i found a a, a small theater program there at, at north carolina state at that time it was under the communications department excuse me communication no s on that guys there's no s in communication um yeah communication department um and my concentration was theater and so um, amidst all the stuff that i didn't like about college um I, I, yeah, I did that, that, that was, that was the, the ray of hope there, right? Like the, the, the theater department and the classes that I, that I was in, um, and the shows that I got into and, and just the, the camaraderie and, and the friendships that I built, many of which I still have today. Um, that, that was, that was for me, the saving grace of my college experience. Well, also too, I mean, I had a lot of great friends outside of the theater, um, um, you know, the, the social scene was nice. One of my, um, well, 
uh, actually a handful of my good friends from early childhood actually went to North Carolina State as well. So I had a, I had a great support system. But um, from the academic standpoint, the only thing that I really enjoyed or or looked forward to or and excelled in as a result was the theater program. So you know <laughs> you find a way, right? You find a way. Uh, you know you make the best uh, of a situation that you may not necessarily um, have. 100% control of, right? right. So um, so I studied theater, then I was still playing music with my band, with the, uh, with the, the friends that I grew up with. Um, we were getting quite popular. Well, I mean, you know, I'm not talking like top 10 hit or anything, but we were doing pretty well. We were touring. Um, we, would, we would play out-of-town gigs, and even through college, we were, we were starting to pack out local venues here in North Carolina. Um, for those of you in North Carolina that are listening to this, like we used to play the Cat's Cradle, which is a legendary place in Chapel Hill. Um, and, and yeah, we were packing that place out at one point, um, uh, like to the gills. So like, I mean, you know, again, it's not a huge deal, but, um, we were, we were, we were pretty well known locally, um, played a bunch, a bunch of handful of times in New York. Well, actually for you, for the, you guys who are in New York, uh, and are old enough to know, um, and remember this place, uh, the CBGBs, we got, we played twice at CBGBs, um, um, which is legendary, legendary. Uh, so yeah, we were doing pretty well as a band. I mean, the band at, at the end of it didn't work out because, you know, our, our, our paths, all our paths as individual paths as band members, um, started to kind of, uh, go different ways. We're still dear friends today. I mean, I, like I talk to those guys almost every day, but, uh, but we don't play music together anymore yet. We, we more than likely will get back to it. Anyways, that's a whole different story. Network marketing, where that all fits in is that after college, I, I mean, I, like I had no, no, you know, marketable skills <laughs> for, for the regular workforce, right? Like all my friends uh, and contemporaries at that time, especially coming out of NC State, were engineers, right? Like that was the thing back in the, in the mid to late nineties, study engineering, um, everybody was studying engineering because that's that you know that the the dot com and computers were were really just you know about to really take off. Um, um, cell phones were really starting to take off, so engineering degrees were very attractive. If you were looking at college as a place to learn a trade, again, you know what I mean. Like if if that's your only only purpose and point for 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 education, then. Yeah, there's, yeah, I mean, at this point in the game, fast forward to 2022, you can learn anything on YouTube, <laughs> right? And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying you should like, you know, learn, teach yourself how to be a doctor or anything like that, or a surgeon on YouTube. But like, for the most part, uh, you, you, yeah, there's, there's so much that, that you can, you can get that doesn't cost you a hundred thousand dollars a year. Ridiculousness, right? Um, anyways, soapbox. I got out of college, no marketable skills. Uh, I, I immediately, um, you know, just started bouncing in and out of jobs. I, 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 I signed up with a temp agency, um, got some ridiculous assignments that, that, again, really weren't in alignment with who I was. But, you know, it was paying the bills. Um, landed, landed a gig, <laughs> a gig, uh, a job working customer service, answering the phones at a local flooring distributing company. Yeah, yeah. It was a it was a flooring distributor, so I would take orders over the phone from like contractors and and designers and things like that um, for whatever projects or, or you know uh, pr- pr- um, 
uh, construction um, projects and developments that they had, right? Like you know, wood flooring, um, uh, vinyl flooring, pergola, you know, all this stuff that I really used to know a lot about because I was taking people's orders, carpet, rug, you know what I mean? Things like that. Um, so yeah, I, I did that for about a year and <clears throat> it was in that job uh, that uh, I, one of my coworkers, uh, who I'm still a, a good friend with, a dear, dear friend of mine, and, and I will always, always give him credit for introducing me to the profession. He, he one day asked me, well, he one day told me that, that um, he and his business partners are actually holding a meeting. Um, and they're looking for business partners, right? They're looking for people to partner up with. Um, and he invited me out to this meeting. Um, I remember it was a Tuesday night. I don't know if that meeting is still happening, but this is, you know, this is like Raleigh, North Carolina is where the meeting was. And, and Raleigh, North Carolina at that time, and I didn't know this, but at that time was like one of the central hubs for, for this massive team. Um, and I get to this meeting, right? And like nothing, completely unaware. I have no preconceived notions of what's about to happen. I, I, I sit down, I register, I, uh, you know, sign up or whatever in the front of, uh, at the uh, entrance um, and they play a video and the, this this video really just blew my mind in, in terms of what it was offering. And 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 and, you know, the 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 concept of residual income was introduced to me that night. And of course, they had they had testimonial stories from everyday Joe's regular people who had succeeded in network marketing and, and had joined the team. Um, well, had joined the team and then and then turned their lives around because of this business. Um, I was in I was in like I like I didn't need any more convincing. I wanted to sign up immediately. Right. And, and at that time, it was called Quickstar. I, I came to, to find out that it was, in fact, Amway, but they were calling it Quickstar and they weren't even calling it network marketing. That, OK, so that's a whole different story <laughs> altogether that I'll tell in the future. But that that was the introduction that that's what got me hooked on network marketing. It was an invitation from a coworker of mine at a flooring distributor company. We were both customer service agents and uh, and it opened up my eyes to the possibilities of network marketing. I, and and the reason why the reason why i was so excited about it was again because up until then my life the trajectory of my life had gone in a way that i didn't want right and and i realized by that age i think i must have been like 22 i was pretty young 23 around there yeah maybe 23 no i was out of college so yeah 23 24 i was around 23 24 um i i i realized i came to realize that i i have to pay my bills, right? I have to keep a roof over my head. And, 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 you know, I, I wasn't really set up to know how to do that necessarily with my music or with my acting. I, and, you know, I knew that my music and acting would have been a slog. Like I knew I, I, I had to kind of work my way up those things. So in the meantime, instead of spending eight hours, nine hours, 10 hours a day in an office that I don't even want to be at, this network marketing thing, this quick star thing, I think would be a great option. This is this is my mindset, right? This is what was going on in my head. Uh, this is a great option. If I can create income for myself um, and free myself up from sitting in an office all day at a, at a company I don't even like, um, at, that way, 
I, I could have time to then devote to playing more music, devote to going to auditions and honing my craft as an actor. And so like this was revolutionary for me. This was an option that I had never been told about. I'd never been told about residual income. I never I was never told that that there was a possibility for everyone and anyone any any average individual and not average but the everyday joe uh, could participate in this business model and could buy their life back buy their time back and have income coming in day in day out right like so so i was in i was sold i was sold and and so i signed up with them i joined the team and then well yeah uh, the rest of the story will have to remain for the next episode. So that's, that's, yeah, yeah, that's the beginnings. That's the, that's the origin story of my network marketing career back when I was 23, 24. It was around, yeah, it was around the turn of the century, 99 or 2000 around then. Um, I can't remember exactly what date, but it was around that time. So I would have been 23, 24. Um, yeah, that, that kicked it off. That kicked it off. So um, I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It, it was just like the vision for my life. And and I think, I guess for me, it was more that nothing else until then had shown me that I could live the life. I could live life on my own terms. Nothing until then showed me that there was a way to be able to live happily, have a roof over my house, uh, my house, roof over my head, pay my pay my bills, uh, you know, have my have my life expenses covered. Um, so that I, uh, while also not having to sit in an office and do things that, that I don't want to do, because here's the thing, I had seen the previous generation in my family, my aunts and uncles and all of them do exactly that, spend hours and hours of their day in, in careers that I don't, I mean, I don't know if they liked it or not, but I know they, the, one of the primary reasons why they did what they did was just so that they could pay the bills. Right. And so they spent, I, I watched them spend their entire lives doing this, living the same day, day in, day out. And then at the end of it, retire with a fraction of the income, definitely a, a fraction of the health that they had before they started and, 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 you know, not really be able to enjoy the, the, the latter, latter, parts of their life, you know, till, till, uh, till, um, uh, yeah, well, you know, till, to the inevitable. Um, and so I didn't want my life to be that way, but I didn't know, I didn't know what the options were. I didn't know how I could, I could break my, my, myself out of that cycle. Um, until network marketing, until network marketing. So again, I will always, always thank my friend, and I'll name him here. I'll name him here on the show. I will thank my friend, Mr. Brad Long, and eventually meeting his older brother, who was his sponsor at the time, uh, Mr. Matthew Long. Um, I will always thank them for for introducing me to the profession. They're no longer in, which, you know, fair enough. Like there, it wasn't necessarily um, a great experience that we had with that company, um, at the time. But, um, but, uh, I, again, I will always give them credit uh, for introducing me to this profession. I, I'm still dear friends with them. Um, but they got me, they got me in, in the door and, um, well, yeah, the rest, the rest of the story remains to be told. So we'll catch you tomorrow in another episode. We'll continue to flesh out the story and I'll, uh, talk about chapter two of my network marketing career. So until then, guys, you guys take care, be well, be safe. And I'm going to close it this way every time, um, for now, at least until I figure out a good close. Um, this is my close on path of the network, uh, not path of the network marketer, path of the Jedi, my other podcast. So if you happen to want to listen to that, go check it out, path of the Jedi, but I always close it out with be well, be safe, and may the force be with you.